This is an avocado, and this is a podcast that makes this an avocado podcast. You are now listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. We're live. Oh, wow, what you look at that? So, it's been a long time coming, Mr. Mr. Salem. Please, 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 please tell me who you are, first of all. Just confirm. <laughs> confirm something. Salem King, I'm Salem King. Salem King, who please? <laughs> <laughs> Salem King Ibrahim. Ibrahim is my surname, and Salem King, that's my first and middle name, and that's just the part of the entire name that I prefer, so. Okay. Yeah. So, those of you who are, who are familiar with Salem and have known him for the longest time, it must be news to you that his surname is Ibrahim, you know, especially based on the things that he, the values that he promotes, you know. Um, obviously, like, you're Christian, right? Yeah, I'm Christian. Christian. So, you don't expect an Ibrahim to be Christian normally, but it's, it's, it's allowed. But it's, you can understand someone's, you know, surprise when you find out that you're... Yeah, I, I mean, my son is Ibrahim, and my dad always used to really enjoy having people assume he's Muslim. And then he would sit them down and, like, school them mm-hmm. about the fact that you shouldn't assume people are anything when you meet them. And then he would tell them about how Ibrahim is Hausa for Abraham. It's not Muslim for Abraham. Right. You know, and he just he just really loved it. He used, he, he used to get a, a good sport out of just schooling people like that. I think I inherited that. Although I don't carry the name Ibrahim around, so I don't really get to have that fun. That, that's <laughs> funny. You, yeah. should, you should. Oh, or maybe you should. I, I don't know. I mean... <laughs> But I think it's a good way to really have those conversations on religious bigotry and, yeah. you know, yeah. break some mindsets. Yeah, we, we really shouldn't assume. Like, for example, like, I really like the fact that you asked you're a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll ask people and they'll be offended. Like, why would you ask me that kind of question? I'm like, I don't think I should assume that you're a Christian. The fact that you're carrying a Bible or you're saying Jesus doesn't mean I should assume that you're a Christian. Sometimes even when people tell me they're a Christian, I ask them, Christian, how? Like, how do you know you're a Christian? <laughs> do you understand? Wow, okay. What are you? Are you a Jesus follower? Mm. Are you a... Do you understand? It, yeah. I need to be clear. I, and I will, I will not just assume, even if I see you walking out of a church. And I think that's how we should treat everything, really. So even if you saw someone walking out of a church, you wouldn't assume that they're Christian? Well, there have been times when I wasn't necessarily Christian, but I was still going to church. So, mm. you know, times when my faith wasn't my own. Or I wasn't very sure. I was just going because that's the only life I knew or, you know, my family and all of that. It took a while for me to come to a place where I understood that, okay, this is, this is why this is important to me. It's not because I need this. It's not because I need that. I can get what I need from other places. Yeah. This is why I am here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it took a while to get there. Okay. As you can see, guys, um, Silam has set the tone now. You know where this is going to go, <laughs> where this is uh, going to end up. But first of all, let's set the scene. We're um, at Vintage Cafe as usual. He's sitting across from me on the table, and um, the microphone is in between us. So uh, I want you guys to see that he's wearing black. I'm wearing gray, dark gray. Yeah, dark gray, black T-shirt. And he's looking... <laughs> Are those glasses? There's no glass. Within yeah. No. So he's wearing glasses, like just frames, just eyeglass frames. With an old files who's doing the most these days, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he deserves he deserves all the accolades. Surely. And uh, it's time for you to get yours. Please tell us tell us about yourself. What do you do? 
how do you do it? Like, what's your story? Yeah. Um. So I I do I wear many hats to be very honest. Um. I thought by this point in my career and life, I would have gotten to a point where if someone asked what do you do, I'd be able to answer in simple words. But I think I've accepted that that time might never come. Yeah. So um, I do a lot of things, content creation, content strategy. I'm a teacher, community builder, social media influencer. These are the things that I'm most popular for, right? It, it all started in 2019. Well, it did not start in 2019. Nothing ever really started at the point where it looks like it started. Yeah. But, you know, um, it was in 2019, I decided to start making videos because I'd always wanted to teach. I'd always had a passion for transferring knowledge. Yeah. Like everything I'm learning, the, the next person to get in a conversation with me is just in trouble because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just dump on you. And so yeah. I, I wanted to be a teacher, but I didn't know where to start from, how to find people that I wanted to teach. Yeah. I was also really young, you know, and all of that. So, you know, I had been I had taken a liking for social media. Sometime in January 2019, I decided, okay, I'm just going to make videos every day for 30 days. I don't even know where the idea came from. But I just said, okay, I'm going to teach something that I have learned in the past couple of years in mm -hmm. one video, one minute videos, every day for 30 days. And at the time when I was starting, I think I had uh, 1,500 followers on Instagram. And I was hoping maybe after the 30 days, maybe my followers will go from one five to 2,000. That would be great. You know, that's, that's, that's my own thought. And after the 30 days, my following had gone from one five to 5,000, mm. right? And I ended up not doing up to 30 videos, in fact. Like, I did only 21, because at some point I had to stop. My DMs became a mess. I started getting more comments. I went from this guy who was like a normal Instagram user to this person who was getting questions in the DM and mm. all of that, all within the space of one month. And then like six months later, it was 10,000 followers. A while later, then there's people coming to my game like, um, how much do you charge to post this? I'm like, uh, charge, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm sitting on top of money. This is, you know, then I realized, oh, I think I may be an influencer. I think. <laughs> you just stumbled upon it. I, st I literally stumbled upon it, you know? I would describe myself, I describe myself as an accidental influencer. Mm. Yeah. And for the longest time, I was also a reluctant influencer. But then after a while of understanding that you, you have access to the hearts and minds of people and they take stuff you say seriously, you just can't have that excuse anymore. Oh, it happened to me. You have to take responsibility. So that's basically what my life has been like. Um, along the way, I left my job, decided to be a content creator full time. Mm. Um, started to find new ways to monetize, started taking classes, appearances, doing influencing at the same time, you know, and building a community while doing all of this, a community that has allowed me to be human, you know, and that I have taken on a journey in different areas of my life where I've been through transitions and all. So I don't know if I really answered your question. So basically, you went from Peter Parker to Spider-Man? Well, I, I, making me a marvel superhero, that works. Because, because basically what, you, what you're describing is that you realize that with great power comes great responsibility. Yep, yep, 100%. Exactly. So, <laughs> we, got, we got to throw in that marvel reference yeah. right there now. For sure. Okay. Yeah. So, that, that's actually a, a, good, a good story, you know. I think it... So, what have you learned about that period where you decided to, to, to put these videos every day for 30 days, even though you didn't complete it, but, mm -hmm. you know, you did it and you saw like results. What did you learn about yourself in that moment? 
I learned that, you know, in every season of your life, the stuff that you're learning from all your challenges and the job you hate and the friends you're hanging out with, all of it comes together to prepare you for another season that you have no idea about, right? So I, I figured at the time, after I did 30 days and that those things, the events that followed happened, I realized that those were things I'd learned in other seasons of my life you know, at a job where I worked or in a choir where I was in school or when I was studying economics that I was bad at, you know, all of these things. And they, they had helped me or conversations with my dad. All of these things had come together to bring me to a point where I realized that if you want to get better at anything, you need to challenge yourself. So that, that thing of videos was me challenging myself. I didn't know that that was a social media strategy. I had no freaking idea. I didn't know... <laughs> Right. It was one month later I realized when I started attending courses in content strategy and I'm like, whoa, okay, how did I know this? Because I didn't know it. How did I know to do that? So if if anything, it just taught me that, you know, every season of your life is preparing you for another season that you have you know nothing about. No knowledge is a waste. No, zero. No knowledge. Even the places where you fail, even the places where it doesn't go as planned, it's all adding up to something. So what do you think draws people to you? What do you think, you know, has you capturing the hearts and minds of so many people? This question has two answers. One of them, I have no freaking idea. Okay. Almost till tomorrow when I post a video and I, people start to comment, I needed this, oh my gosh. Sometimes it's still like, you people didn't know this thing. How old are you? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> do you understand? And it's still, it's still a little shocking. To me, uh, and I'm still, uh, you know, but um, I, like I said, there are two answers. On the other hand, I think it's the fact that I, I really listen, right? So all the content I put out, before it was me just putting out content that, you know, I'm learning this thing, I need to talk about it. But now it's more like, I'm very strategic about who do I want to reach out to, mm-hmm. what are their problems, okay. right? So I try to align my message with solutions to their problems. Now, this doesn't mean that I go out of everything I'm passionate about to talk about other people's problems. I only talk about the things that I am passionate about. So I find a bridge between what their problems are, what their challenges are, and my experiences, my expertise, my education, my exposure, Mm -hmm. and everything that makes me who I am and makes my life easy or livable. I find that bridge, and then I talk about it in the most sincere and relatable way that I can. And I just try to be human about it, and people come around. Let me tell you, let me tell you how I found out about you. I was dating this baby. <laughs> <laughs> what, what an intro! <laughs> yes, I was dating this babe, and she wouldn't shut up about it. She wouldn't shut up every small thing. Ronnie, you need to check out this guy. Ronnie, check out this guy. Who is he? Salem. Salem, who's Salem King? Salem King, that's his name, that's his actual name. Like, yes, you check him out. What does he do? Just a social media guy. Check him out. I checked you out. Fantastic stuff. Yeah. I followed. But she still, every every time she just sent me your content to my DMs. I'll never forget. You know, so, you know, so I'm like, shit, why don't you just go and date the guy? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, um, that's, that's that. And you, you find that, um, just through happy accidents like that, yeah, you know, you, you meet people who are doing, you know, really well in their niche and, you know, putting out positive stuff into the world.
Hey everybody, I am sorry to interrupt your vibe, but allow me to introduce myself. My name is Rodney Omokache and you're listening to The Young God, a podcast for the gods. If you enjoy intelligent conversations and a different perspective on things, this is the podcast for you. I've covered a lot of different topics and all kinds of guests, and it's all tied together by the concept, the idea of being the best version of yourself, a god unto yourself. This conversation between Silam and I gets really action-packed from this point on, so brace yourself. You're about to enter a cosmic womb of table shaking and tea spilling, all done with love, of course. Once again, thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and follow the podcast page on IG at the Young God Pod and Twitter at I'm the Young God. Enjoy. Have you seen that that show, that documentary called The Social Dilemma? No, I haven't. It's on my list, but I haven't gotten around to watching you it. Should see, you should be the first person to see it. I like, know. Considering I that know. you're one of the people who is like actually like a driver or an enabler of what social media is about. So basically, if I can give you guys and Salem um, a background about it. Basically, the, the, the documentary is talking about how all the different tech companies, mm-hmm. Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they've all like mastered the art of getting people hooked attention. to this thing, yeah, attention. They mastered the art of keeping people on their platform for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so they were talking about, it was a very, very dark documentary, talking about the bad sides of it, how um, they are taking all this data and this algorithm, this algorithm is perfecting, you know, the yeah, ability uh, to yeah. get people hooked on this drug. So when I was watching it at first, you know, anyway, in typical Rodney fashion, I didn't, I didn't take it the way they, they would expect me to take it. Yeah. The way I saw it was that um, when I look at my life and everything that social media has done, mm-hmm. I weigh the pros and cons. Do I feel manipulated? I don't. I feel like, if anything, I feel like these guys care so much about me that they will do whatever it takes to give me an experience yeah. that will keep me coming back. Yeah. I think that's what anyone should like try and master in their lives. You know, that's why you, and everything. Yeah, you know, find a way to to meet people's needs. And it might seem manipulative, but when is manipulation not in effect at any point in time in our lives, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the way I saw it. I just feel like maybe maybe it's good to know that this is happening. Mm-hmm. At least now you can be more aware and just yeah. you know and self-aware too. And manage yourself rather than getting afraid because oh my god, these guys have you know, they know how about my details, they know my habits, you get, yeah. it feels like they're, I don't think it's that deep, but it seemed that we should check it out, I think it really, even, in fact, make you think a lot about what you're doing, Yeah, you know. Yeah, I will, I will, How, however, um, personally, mm-hmm. every time I, I am in a conversation or like I eavesdrop on a conversation and I hear people say, oh, social media is bad and stuff like that, I almost always cut in and disagree. Mm. Because people say, oh, Instagram is toxic. I'm like, yeah, but who, who are you following? Who are you listening to? What are you using it for? Mm-hmm. The difference between, to me, the difference between like um, a healthy use of social media and one that will most definitely drown you is, are you using it with intention? Do you understand? For me, when I, when I, when I realized that I need to cut, cut back or, you know, caution myself with social media, um, when I find that I'm opening Instagram compulsively, mm-hmm. I ask myself, say, okay, why are you opening Instagram now? What are you going there to do? 
and if I don't know exactly what I'm going to do, I close it. Mm. Do you understand? Because you need to use it with intention. Everything that my life is now is because of freaking Instagram. Do you understand? My life changed. I left my job <laughs> and it's Instagram. So if I stop using it with intention, if you're just going whatever I find and you just open it like that, then that's a problem yeah. because the system has been arranged to suck you in if you do not have an intention. Yeah. But if you have an intention, your intention will trump the manipulation now. True that. You True that. So, yes. Yes. In fact, um, going further... It's like, it's like social media or the phones. Like I feel like the future is going to a part where phones are becoming an extension of us. Yeah. We're evolving to a part where like technology and specifically smartphones are developing in such a way that they're becoming part of our consciousness. Like yeah. the way you have your spirit, your mind, your soul, now you have phone. <laughs> I swear, that's how it is. You get it. so. I think we're in that point where, in that evolutionary process, mm-hmm. human beings are trying to figure out how exactly to make that shift or make that balance or add it in. Yeah. So you always find that uh, when, when there's survival of the fittest, in every evolutionary process, there'll be those who maybe take poorly to the evolution. To the evolution. Mm-hmm. So that's why some people are getting maybe anxious, anxiety, yeah. depression, social media. There'll always be those who don't adjust to the system Fast yeah. enough. Yeah. That's what they call natural selection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people like like you who have mastered it, you know, in record time, who are using it to do all kinds of amazing things. Those are the guys who are what they call the, um, you know, for lack of a better word, the alphas. The those yeah those 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 who have evolved, yeah. who have found a way to balance it. So you have your mind, your body, your soul, your your smartphone, and these smartphones. They keep making them better and better every year. So yeah. the experience is as streamlined, as yeah. organic as possible. So I feel like it's only a matter of time that those who are maybe lagging behind or are still finding hard to adjust, it's either they adjust or they, they fall off. I mean... Yeah, and as much as possible, we don't want to throw the baby out of the bath water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Mm-hmm. That's why I always interject when people say social media is bad. Because that... That's like a mental ceiling. You're blocking your mind to, to a huge world of possibility when yeah. you say that. You can't afford to say that in 2020. You can't. You can't. You just can't. Yeah. Especially if you're in business or if you are doing anything that involves other people or anybody who is below the ages of 30. The age of 30. Do you understand? How, how will you connect with them if you're thinking this thing is bad, this thing is toxic, this thing is demonic or anything? You, you can leverage it. You know, for water drowns people is water bad. Sure. You know, so that's the question. Are you drinking the water is, or is the water, are you submerged? <laughs> I love that analogy. Ooh, that's well said. Because same water. Just how yeah. you use it, right? How you use it. Speaking as a, I mean, spoken as a, as a true expert in social media. I myself, you know what? I would even be the first to admit that I haven't mastered it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still like, in that phase where I just like, where I'm intentional, but not as, as intentional as I could be. Because a lot of the work I do yeah. is actually offline. Yeah. You know, I use I use social media, you know, just to express myself, tell yeah, you know, just have just be myself, then offline is where a lot of my, you know, That's life happens. Yeah. yeah. So um it's for me it's one of those things where 
I would say that I haven't yet mastered it. Yeah. Unlike you guys, you know, it's do something that. Well, is, is there anyone who really has oh, mastered yes. it? It's oh. constantly evolving, you know? So it's not. Just like with all new technology. You're ahead of the curve. Well, for, for what it's worth, you, already, you, you know more than most. You understand more than most about the the the, the way it well, works. Well, there's, there's that. There's definitely that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. So now, after after speaking about social media, let's let's go into faith. Mm-hmm. You're very um. You have a strong faith. Tell us about that. Like, what, what what's your your story with faith? Well, I I wouldn't say I have a strong faith. What I do have is a simple faith, mm. and I I grew up in a Christian home. My okay. parents are pastors, mm-hmm. you know, so I know, I grew up knowing all the Bible verses. I grew up, you know, I, I got born again as a child, not even, you know, I think I was, I don't know, seven or eight. When you were born again? Yes, when I confessed with my mouth and everything. Of course, as an adult, I did it all over again because I'm like, I don't think I knew what I was doing yeah. at that time, you know. So, um, my faith is a huge part of my life. Okay. And it took me, you know, coming out of home. And then I said to have a lot of questions. And the setting that I grew up in was not one where certain kind of questions were welcome. Mm. But the fact that the reality of life is the fact that you the fact that a question is not welcome doesn't mean you don't still have it. You do understand. Perfect. And that was the point where I didn't feel like I just felt like this God thing, I don't have all the answers. So what's the point? Understand, but I still I had to now ask myself how much of how much about someone do you really need to know before you trust them? Mm. The the entire concept of a first date is someone you don't know from anywhere, but you cross with them and you eat with them so that you can find out. Right? The entire um idea of dating is you spending time with somebody to know if you will marry them, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you don't know all about them. One year in, there's new stuff you find out. Five years in, there's new stuff you find out. Ten years in. but So how can we put this pressure on God that if I don't know everything, you don't have all the answers to my questions, now, 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 I'm not doing So, of course, it took me a long time to get to this point where I'm like, I think I'm okay with the questions. Mm. I think I'm okay with not having answers to certain things. How much do I really need to be sure of? And... I was sure of those parts. Mm. And that was, that was enough for me to go on. I believe in Jesus. I believe he died for my sins. I believe he rose on the third day. And it, I had to also check and make sure, am I believing these things just because the Bible says, or is there historical backing for all of this? So I, I checked all of that. So there's stuff that, there's stuff that doesn't have... There's stuff in the Bible that's that's still difficult to take in, like Noah's Ark and stuff like that. Mm. And I'm like, I, I just still don't know how I feel about that, but I know how I feel about this part. And if, you know, God says, or if the records say, people from the early church and all say that this is what is needed for your faith to be whole, then that's enough for me to go on, you know? Mm. It's... So like that's why I said I don't know that I have strong faith or big faith. I do know that I have simple faith. That's a very good way to put it, actually. Yeah, keeping it simple. Because yeah, just like you had lots of questions. I grew up in a Christian home. Strong, strong, <laughs> strong, strong, strong. Like, uh, but from the, from the get go, 
my spirit has always not been into like religion like that. And, yeah. and I knew this because <clears throat> even when I was when I was a kid, I would go to church and I'd be so restless. I just being in that space yeah. with all those people, you know, standing yeah. up and kneeling down, standing up and kneeling down and sitting down, like the routine of it all just didn't sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll I'll also never forget how we used to do prayer for Nigeria at the end. Yeah. You know that this prayer for Nigeria that all the Christian churches mm-hmm. recite. And that prayer never did jack shit as far as I'm Like Nigeria just kept getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. So I think my faith just began to start getting questioned from, from an early age. Then when, yeah. when I left home, I became, you know, I went to uni, no one to, you know <laughs> <laughs> to police oh, gosh. To police my faith. I started to explore. I think and it, it evolved actually. I stopped going to church. I, I um developed a more personal relationship with God and you know that's where like you know the young God idea you know came from yeah because the way I see it is like God is not a thing that is outside of me he's not a, a force or a being that is there judging me and waiting for me to mess up so he can put me in hell or heaven mm-hmm. but I think that uh, God is the very essence of God is me I get to make make my rules as long as I'm not hurting another person you know, as long as I'm not hurting myself, you know, those are two things that you to balance it. Like, that's how, like, for example, now, when two people are talking like this, authentically, mm-hmm. God is the energy that passes between them. You know, when you're able to see God in others, when you're able to do things that mm-hmm. uplift others, I think that's where, like, the presence of God is most real. Mm-hmm. But as far as an idea of, you know, um, this being that... You know, it's just hovering around, watching, and you know, I know. I, I think that's that's too much fairy tales, man. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's a um, there's there's a podcast I listen to by Andy Stanley, okay. where he talks about um, a, he talks about how if you know he's he's speaking to people who no longer believe in God, and he says if you believe in a God, if you believed rather in a God that you know never let bad things happen to people, he calls it a bodyguard God who just made all things perfect and all and now you don't believe in that God anymore he says that's great because that God never existed chickens mm. and you know the thing you said about like the prayer for Nigeria and how that you know you would people some people would look at that and be like if so many bad things are happening in Nigeria but we prayed every Sunday then why then there's no God, right? The way I see it is we all have a responsibility, just like you said. God is in me. The work God wants to do in the world, he will do through me. He will not he will not override. Why did he create me if he has to like override all my wisdom, my education, my exposure, everything that I have, everything that I have built, my wisdom, all of these things have, you know, it's for it's for the world. Exactly. So for me, it was like that prayer was nonsense because in the end, the most sincere prayer you can ever do is you can ever say is actually doing the stuff yeah. you want to happen. Yeah, it's the best gift you can give to God. You know. Exactly. It works. You know. <laughs> you can, like go, go do, go apply, go be God. And and that's what it means to be made. In my see, I've I've had a lot of time to think about this, and this is what it means to be like made in the image of God. It's because we don't know what God looks like. We don't know that he has two eyes, mm-hmm. two ears, nose. But we don't know that. But what we do know is that the energy to create, the power to create, 
to create your own opportunities, to create yourself, to create your reality. That is the essence of God, I believe. That's like what each of us are forced or put on earth to manifest. Yeah. That's why I said, go forth and multiply. It wasn't just to make babies. Like, yeah. it's not so, something so basic like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. to go forth and like explore and, yeah. you know, have something in our heads and then bring it into fruition. Yeah, and create and recreate. Yeah. Like, there's this thing I was watching. Yeah. So, that was funny. There's this thing I was watching where T.J. Jakes talks about how we're praying a lot of the wrong prayers because we're asking God for, we're asking God for tables and chairs and, and I don't know, like frames and stools and stuff. And he's like, God doesn't, God makes trees. He doesn't make furniture. Mm. Like God has made trees. Go do with it what you will. Make it make your own pencil, make your own paper, make your own desk or whatever it is, you know. And we, we see this in every area that you know, when people decide what their limits are, they don't they don't go past that limit. And every time we see people who, who say, What's the limit in this industry? I want to cross that. I want to be able to do more than one thing. I want to be a musician and an actor. Mm. I want to be a stand-up comedian and a pastor. Mm. Those people who challenge this the status quo. Some of them succeed, some of them don't, but they always break barriers, right? Those people who figure figure out that there's so much more I can do with this tree that I've been given. There's so much more I can do with this wood. That have been given so that's that's the way we should think about it as this yeah. is my responsibility if anything it should even increase your faith not, oh yeah not yeah. reduce it that's a, that's the thing yeah i think once you like find a way to frame it in a way that puts more of the responsibility on you yeah as opposed to some outside power yeah i think your faith kind of increases because i feel like like i feel like my faith is stronger than the average christians you know why i feel like I trust God in whatever form he exists, right? I trust God just by merely the fact that I don't worry much. You know, I don't, like, I have confidence in myself 100%. Even when I don't have it, I know that I'll figure it out. I think that's God, right? Yeah. That's trusting that that God in you manifests in time that God has got your back. So the way we think of God has got your back, you know, it's the same way you got to think, like, you have got your back. Yeah. This is this is something I read, I think, two days ago, where Jesus Jesus was talking, Sermon mm. on the Mount, mm. and he told them that, look at the lilies, mm. look at the ravens, look at the birds. They don't wake up thinking, what am I going to eat today? But they eat. They don't think, the flowers don't wake up thinking, what am I going to wear today? But they go out. And he says, your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of this. Mm. He says, worry about, only today is all you have. Don't worry about tomorrow. Today's problems is enough yeah. for today. So worry about you face today, you get. Yeah. And it's the same thing like what you just talked about. But we always want to push responsibility to someone else. We yeah. always want to blame someone else for our problems. We always want to say, and this is, you know, no shade to anybody, no offense. I'm not being insensitive now, but we always want to blame, oh, it's my childhood. Mm. It's something, it's the way I was treated. Of course, like those things happen, right? And it's not your... It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. Yeah. Do you understand? And the reason why we pray some of those prayers where we're like handing over everything to God, handing over everything to God, is because we don't we don't feel like we have the ability to handle the weight of the responsibility that it is. I mean, 
what Nigeria is going to be is the totality of what all of us decide to do. Do you understand? If if all of us decide to hand it over to God, God is just looking at us. Cause like God is like, I am you. You are me. Do you understand? The things I can do, you can do. Yeah. Right. And that's like I feel like we're waiting for God, and God is waiting for us. Funny thing is, we prayers like that, and that's the problem because we prayers like that. It's like there's seven billion people on Earth. If God was to answer, if God as we know him <laughs> was to answer seven to eight billion people. Doesn't even make sense. Doesn't make sense. It's it's, it's poor planning, like to defeat <laughs> the idea of God. Exactly. Because if everybody got what they wanted, you know, chaos. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that's that's why there's things like patience and timing. Mm-hmm. Because it means that everyone's turn will come. Yeah. As long as you're alive, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. Everyone's turn will come, and not because you prayed for it, because in many ways you're just doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That will get you there, because man, like I realized these things, and I think these things set me free. Because you've been times in your life where you're hopeless, mm-hmm. and you're feeling like you need someone to come and save you. You need God to like do a miracle, because you've seen mm-hmm. maybe he, he 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 raised Lazarus from the dead, or he turned uh, five loaves and fed you know a lot of people. You think. Mm-hmm. Like that is how it, it works, but it doesn't work like that. And you find out the hard way sometimes. The hard way, bro. <laughs> the hard way that God works in mysterious ways, yeah. but not the mysterious way you think. Oh my gosh, this is something my dad says. All the, I've quoted my dad so much, <laughs> but this is something my dad says all the time. He says God can perform miracles, but that's not the norm. He created a predictable universe, yeah. and he created. He put principles in place. If you sow, if you plant maize. You're not going to reap freaking mango. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, he created a predictable universe so we can know when it's rainy season, we can know when it's hamatan, you know when it's winter, you know when it's summer. You can plan, you have no freaking excuse. Mm. You know that if you eat this, this is how your body will react. You know that if you eat more fruits, you have vitamins, you have your immune system is better. You can't say you didn't know. Do you understand? God wants to perform miracles. I don't think he wants to perform miracles every day. Yeah. Because like it's like it's like you set up a whole system of automation so people don't have to bother you for certain things. And then, <laughs> then you are left. Yeah, I love that. And, and so why did I set up the automation? What's the point? What's the point? Why, why did you do <laughs> First of all, your dad is, is, is very, very wise. Very, very wise. He sounds like an interesting fellow. Yeah, he's really interesting. You know, and that's, that's it. Another thing I want to talk about is the kingdom of God. Right, so um, while I may not subscribe to religion, mm-hmm. or I mean, I mean, I would say I'm a Christian if they ask me, right? Okay. Obviously, because is I, it just cause like if if there's only two places to tick, Christian or something else? Yeah, Christian or what? Yeah, even even if there was atheist, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not an atheist. I'm not agnostic. I fully believe in the in the life of Jesus, the work of Jesus. I feel like Jesus is the archetype, the archetypal human being. Mm-hmm. He's the example. Like when you read the New Testament, all four of them, you realize that like Jesus had the sense of ages, man. This guy was wise as hell. He he knew exactly what to do and what to say at the right time at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And he gave us the blueprint. I re- I look at it like if there's nothing there's nothing he has said that cannot be interpreted in a way that meets your daily like real life needs. Mm-hmm. So when he says that you cannot get to the kingdom of God through me. What does that mean to you? When he says you can't get to the kingdom of God except through him. Yeah. Well, 
so the thing is, when it comes to everything that is like scripture wise, there's a limit to how subjective you can be because it means one thing or it doesn't mean that thing. Yeah. Do you understand? So when he says you can't get you can't get to the um, heaven except by me, it just means what it means. You you can't. And why that makes a lot of sense is because how how hard is it to like be holy or like be sinless? To get or be let's let's take a step back. I always had certain ideals because of my Christian faith yeah. about you know uh, about when you should have sex, for example, yeah. or how you should deal. And you find that it's in certain times of your life, you find yourself doing things you swore you'd never do, or you felt like I would never, I would never, I would never descend to this level. Yeah. To this level, yeah. you even judge the people that used to do all of that, <laughs> yeah. and then you find yourself in that place where you're, you're, you are that guy yeah. that you always thought you'd never be, and it's at that point where Jesus meets us and is like. Even though you are this guy, I don't want you to stop upholding the ideal. The fact that your reality falls short of what my ideal is, mm. I don't want you to see yourself as, oh, I'm falling short of this ideal, so I no longer uphold it. So he, like, upholds the ideal for us. Mm. Do you understand? He's like, whenever you fall short, mm. remember that I, I held up the ideal. And you, you've got no problem. You can just continue from where you stop because I held up the ideal. So when he says no one can make it to the Father except through me, he's not threatening anybody. He's not saying pick me or go to hell. He's saying this thing that you can't do it. How do you want to go about it, right? But I have gone about it. just like you said. He's like the archi- archi- What's the word? Archetypal. Yeah, you already said. I won't say it again. <laughs> so he, he's that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Right, and the Bible says that he, the records say that he, you know, he was alive and he did not sin. Mm. And there's nobody else who's done that. And he's just lived that life for us and died that death for us and rose again for us. Mm. So we don't have to go through all of that wahala, you know. Because, bro, like bad decisions really get you need a lot of shit. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, oh, yeah. It gets you in a very bad place mentally, emotionally. It, it took me, I was in my 20s already before I started to understand firsthand that these rules were not just to steal my phone, it was actually to protect me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gemma's and like, is Christian, Christianity is not boring. Like, living a life that is like shit chased is that, not boring. That is the definition of God's love. Exactly. Those exactly. things they were put in place to protect <laughs> exactly. you from, from you. yourself. Exactly, you know. Yeah. So that's it. So I then I started to realize firsthand that this was him trying to protect me from myself. And then he forgives you knowing that you still do it again. Yeah. So that's what Jesus is saying. He's like, I know you are still going to do it again. I know you're still I know you're fallible. And because you're fallible, you are going to fall over and over again. So the way that you are going to escape this thing is me. So that's how I see it. Yeah. The way I see it is, it still goes back to the, like, yours is legit. Yeah. My way, the way I've, I've ruled with it is that the kingdom, the kingdom of God is a mindset. Mm-hmm. Right? If you, it's a mindset of where 
you're in tune with yourself, you know who you are, you know what you're doing in this world, and you're going out there and you're just like enabling positive outcomes. Yeah. That's the kingdom of God. Yeah. That's what like so because then first of all you have not take out the idea that heaven or hell is out there. Mm-hmm. Heaven or hell is right here depending on the <laughs> you know, Especially if you're in Nigeria. Especially in Nigeria. Like you said, if you if you make the bad decisions, you invite hell. Yeah. You know, you, you do. You know, pain and gnashing of teeth. You, yeah. you you get the results of your actions, consequences. Yeah. If you do the right things and do you the right way, you generate positive outcomes, things mm-hmm. that multiply and ripple out and make you know you feel good other people mm-hmm. feel good around you and then that's so that's how i see the, the kingdom of god that's what it is for me now when jesus says that you can't get there except through me simply saying that as i am everything i've taught you if you follow this stuff if you you know try your best to you know keep these things in mind mm-hmm. you will generate positive outcomes yeah when you're sad if you think of things like this you like gratitude you'll be fine yeah. You know, when someone, you know, pisses you off and you turn the other cheek, you'll be fine. Yeah. When you, you put yourself last and put others and put others first, you'll be fine. You'll be you'll be the last will be first eventually. Like yeah. by, by humbling yourself, you elevate yourself in the long run. Yeah. You know, so when you reason Jesus' teachings and his life through that lens, you now realize that man, everything is here and now. Like you, you shouldn't be thinking too much about the afterlife. Like, what's, who cares what's going to happen next after you die? Everything is happening right now. When you die, you die. Like, you don't know, so why should you care? All that matters is, like, trying to pass through that eye of the needle that, that Jesus said is, like, the yardstick. And then I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that no one can ever, like, reach Jesus' level. Mm-hmm. But what Jesus has done is that he's given us an example to aspire to. Yeah. Something that like, you just yeah. keep striving to every yeah. day. You try, you fail, but that's the ideal. You're trying to get yeah. there. So, in general, the more you're able to stay on that course, the more you're able to generate positive outcomes. Yeah. Even in your worst moments. That's the idea. That even when life is not going as you wish it would, yeah. if you reason and think this way, if you position your head this way, you can make things work. You will be fine. Once I understood that, I said, man, I'm a god. That's actually... I figured it, I figured it out. <laughs> That's actually incredible insight for life. I figured it out. So, I mean, man, I think in the end... And that's how you judge a person's, like, belief system. Mm-hmm. Or what they see they believe or whatever opinions they have. You don't judge it just based on what they said. Mm-hmm. How does what you have said add up to the life as you live? As you, like, show us the example. Yeah. You know? So, if you say you're so-and-so-and-so, but your life is trash... You're not convincing me of anything because obviously, you know, that's why Buddhists they, they get they get so much positive press because their way of life actively translates to peace of mind and you know positive outcomes. Mm-hmm. Jesus' teachings actively translate. You know, it's just that obviously, you know, when men get hold of things, yeah, they rubbish it. Yeah. So they take they took Jesus' thing and turn it into some other things. You know, yeah. Oh man, he's probably rolling in his tomb somewhere. Just think of <laughs> what, what's going on out there, but for real. So, these are things I think about, and these are things that I feel, um, you know, when it comes to faith, man, like you can, like, yeah. what you believe, bro, you underestimate how what you believe can affect the outcome of your life. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. You know, like the thing I said about, like, smartphones, if you believe, oh, it's bad, 
you automatically create a bubble around yourself mm-hmm. that nobody can break you out of except you. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it takes a, a podcast listen for that thing to break. Some people, it takes years of bad experiences. For some people, it takes having a child. For some people, an epiphany, something like that. And then their eyes open. And it's like, holy crap, I haven't been living. Oh, yeah. Do you get? Yeah. And so, yeah, definitely found like, what you what you what you believe like i said why i said i have a simple faith is because everybody has faith in something to get like you're sitting on this chair because you have faith that can carry your weight if you see a chair and you feel like this thing might not carry me you don't sit on it because you don't have faith but if they convince you that you if you faith is all and everything <laughs> even though it looks like can carry you stunning exactly you understand so like Everyone has capacity yeah. for faith, yeah, yeah. but where are you directing that faith? What are you believing? Are you believing that you are blessed or are you believing that you don't have enough? Just like mm-hmm. you said, like focusing on gratitude will result in positive outcomes. It doesn't mean your life will become perfect. You just have a better viewpoint of your life that improves your entire approach to the day. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Obviously, because if, if your head is in a good place, it makes it easier for you to do the things mm-hmm. that would like make the outside better. Mm-hmm. If your head is full of worry and you know, you know what? Like think of it like this, right? Mental health problems. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to mental health. <laughs> mental health problems are a direct reflection of our decisions. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about things like the truth shall set you free, that is when Jesus said that. That's a direct like. Um, opinion on how when you don't speak your mind or when you don't speak up for what you believe in or when you keep close down who you are mm-hmm. to please others mm-hmm. you put yourself in a cage and that's hell you develop all kinds of mental issues because bondage exactly yeah so like everything every issue that we go through whether it's financial mental emotional romantic everything everything can be fixed or resolved or managed mm-hmm. through the words of Jesus Christ. Everything. Bro, the truth shall set you free. That's the most powerful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> when you understand what it means. Yeah. Bro. You know, so, um, but I also know for me, like, what's, what, when have you ever had, like, a crisis of faith? Um, I, think, I think the worst one I had was last year. Please, you want, you want to take a note or something? No, don't worry. Okay. So I think the worst I had was last year when um so I had decided that I don't want to be a Christian anymore, but I did not know how to not be a Christian anymore. Last year? Yeah, last year. Okay. This is the first time I'm talking about this publicly by the way. Wow, that's good. Yeah, I decided that because it, it just felt like if I want something from my dad, I walk to his room and I ask him that I want this. Mm. I, I felt why is it complicated with God? Why do people need to fast? and pray mm-hmm. and stay off food because they want something why is it so complicated i don't think i want this this is like an abusive relationship mm-hmm. why do i have so many questions i don't have answers to i'm not doing it again i'm just going to do something else right and i got to I, and i've been here at different points in my life where i felt like i can't leave in other times i was grateful that i couldn't leave the faith because i felt like oh god has such a hold on me but last year for the first time i felt like I'm being held hostage. Why can't I leave? Is it is, maybe I can't leave because I don't know anything else? Then I started to feel like a coward. Like, oh, 
it means I'm just a Christian because it's the easiest thing for me to do. But over time, I now started to, I said I stopped fasting. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't giving anymore to church because I, I didn't understand it. I'm like, how do I pay money to a church and it's giving to God? Is God collecting my money? But you know, all these things just didn't make, make sense to me anymore and I just stopped. Yeah, but I realized that the reason I had that problem was because I had, I knew too much mm. tickets. And I feel like at different points in our lives, you have to come to a point where you kind of throw away everything you know and allow yourself to start over. Yeah. And I needed that in my faith. But I also I knew too much. So it didn't make sense. How, how can I start over? I've been a Christian for all these years. Yeah. I don't have answers. But I did start over and I actually I literally started reading like one verse a day. Right? And just taking it in. Sometimes I would stay on one verse for days. Mm. And just going back to the basics. Like I stripped everything off. You know, and said to ask questions like, why do people fast? That's when I realized that people don't fast because it changes God. It changes them. It puts them on a better wavelength because God is not this. God is always speaking, but our distractions don't allow us to listen. Mm. There's something inside of you that is telling you this is the way you should go, but we're so stuck up on our desires, on distractions, on so many things. So that's. You know, just going back to the basics and asking these questions little by little, like why do we fast? Why why does my money have to be involved? <laughs> like I made the money by myself. Why? Yeah. <laughs> and then having to get answers like you know when you love something, you put your money where your mouth is. It happens eventually. Do you understand? You don't take a girl out on a date and say why should I pay? You just pay. It just happens. Yeah. You just buy her a gift on her birthday. These things happen. So I said, I had to learn that I give because I love God, not because of anything. And I give to the things I want to give to, not because someone says, this is God. If you give now, God is going to give you times 10 and stuff like that. I just knew that all of that was bamboozle. Yeah. God does not, that's not how God works. You work to earn money. Because yeah. I realized, and this is, this is like very daring what I'm about to say now. I realized that even during the time when I wasn't giving, I wasn't exactly poor. I was still fine. Mm. That's when I realized maybe they lied to us. This thing about if you give, then you get. They lie. No affect your personal. I'm fine. Like, I'm doing good work. I'm getting paid. Yeah. Do you understand? And then I realized you give because you love. Yeah. You give because this is. I want to put my money where my mouth is. Yeah. That's it. Do you understand? God is not pressing your neck that if you don't give, this is going to happen to you. Because all the things they told us that you don't give, the devil will, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah, so it was it was that for me, just going back to basics, answering basic questions, getting comfortable with uncertainty. Before we started this podcast, we were just talking about how there are nuances in everything, you know, and it, I had to discover that in my faith too, there, there are nuances. There are certain things that are not clear. There are certain things that I believe now that tomorrow I, I don't believe anymore because yeah. I now have new information. That has got to me to the point where I'm like, okay, I don't agree, I don't believe. So even if I said something on this podcast today, yeah. and three months from now, six months from now, I, I may not agree with myself yeah. anymore, and that's okay. Yeah. Even with regards to faith. Because we, we think about faith as this thing that has to be perfect, as this thing you have to get right. But there's no part of life where you get everything right. Yeah. So why do we put that pressure on faith? You put that pressure on God, man. Do you understand? Who is God? God does not make mistakes. See, see the kind of pressure that you put 
<laughs> even if he's, a, he's an, an omnipotent being, but even still, God doesn't make mistakes. God damn. God needs to chill, man. I mean, no, really. Like you said, he has given us everything we need. Everything you need. Like, the mind, after God, the mind is the most powerful weapon in the universe. You know, the mind, with it, you can do and undo. You can become whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want. He has given two hands, two legs, you know, everything you need to make your way in this world. And it's not enough. You need divine intervention. Because, you know, you need, like, think of it like if you're, if you're a father, you provide everything for your child, and your child is still asking you to. Preposterous. I swear to God. You'll be like, what? <laughs> What's the point? I made you a perfect being yeah. in my image. Yeah. You know, now he'll be doubting himself when you be saying God is doing mistakes. Clearly, he has been a mistake in us because. Because we just be messing around, you know. Yeah, no, really, man. We, like we really do be messing around. We do. We yeah. take each other for granted. We take ourselves for granted. You know, we underestimate what we can do, and that's why it's very like what you do. You know, forget all the pastors and look. Forget all these guys in the churches. They have their own is very weird. You only, you know, straight to the point. This is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. This is why you should do. This is how you should. You know, it's. Simple and people are benefiting from it. Yeah. That's well, God. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, but the thing is, before, like, I, I'm very, I'm still very critical of pastors because I feel like anybody who's in a position where you have access to the hearts and minds of people, you need to be held to high standards. Yeah. Higher standards than the average person. Yeah. You understand? One thing I learned with, like, social media popularity and everything is that once you once you start to occupy a position of authority in people's lives, they put you on a pedestal. Yeah. You can't help it. There's nothing you can do about it. People start to treat you. People just start to treat you different. Mm-hmm. People kiss your butt. Oh my God. Yeah. Do you understand? I mean, there's this one time I put a cover of a Michael Bublé song because like, I sing sometimes. And then someone tells me, oh my God, this is even better than the original. How about like, my name? Michael Bublé. Are you what the heck? Like, why are you lying? Just tell me you like the cover. Yeah, good. Like <laughs> anyway, yeah. back to my point. Like, people will put you on the pedestal. And I learned this from Chude. He says you owe your like you have a responsibility to continually demystify yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that's something I feel like a lot of leaders don't do. They get high on the attention. Yeah. They get drunk on the on the adulation and respect. Yeah. yeah. And that's something that as a human being who is not a deity, you can't afford. Yeah. Because you pay for it. Like you can't you pay for it eventually. It will make it it will place a demand on you. Being in that position is going to place a demand on you that you you're you're you're, you're basically signing a check you can't cash. Yeah. Because you're human. And then that's why it shocks us so much when these people do make some dumb decisions because because we, we, we put them in a place where they can do no wrong and they accepted it generously yeah, accepted it yeah. now on social media like whenever people try to treat me like i'm this god i'm always putting it out there that you're on your own yeah. do you understand you're going to allow me to be human and that's why i'll post i'll post pictures of myself eating conflicts or random stuff like that, that i don't have to do because i need you to see that i am human and you will allow me to be human. 
I will not allow you to make me a celebrity because yeah. I am famous. Yeah. I, I, I can be famous, yeah. but you will not make me a celebrity. I still need to have a normal life. So that one day, if I mess up, I may not mess up, but what if I mess up? Do you understand? It's a possibility. I'm human. Yeah. I need you to be able to forgive me. I need you to not nail me to the cross because I because I messed up. Do you understand? So this is something that whoever has any form of influence that's listening to this now, like any form of a following a following or people who listen to you or anybody that takes what you say seriously you have a responsibility to continually demystify yourself otherwise people will put you on a pedestal they'll make you god and you can't live up to it yeah we find a lot of influencers they have like mental health issues because they don't know how to deal serious they have to keep up the image in their sleep do you understand bro it's it's, it's a lot it's a lot no, 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 no. it's a lot like and i think about like i I randomly worry about celebrities. Like, I'll just think of someone and just be worrying about them. Because they're, like, in a place where they are very popular, but you know the money is not, like, up there yet. Yeah, you understand? Yeah. Like, if you, if you just finish from a, uh, what, say, a, a, a reality TV show, most likely you're not very rich. But, like, everybody knows you. Yeah. That means you can't enter boss. Yeah. You can't, <laughs> do you understand? Like, if they are broke, you can't go to chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like invited to awards so you have to go and buy a new suit every time I you have to be invited to like shows so you have to buy a new dress and new shoes like you have to keep up appearances and your career is not yet at the point where like you're making it big yet so yeah. like sometimes I just feel bad about it I, I don't know I, I'm still thinking of a solution or how I can help in that department but I still haven't figured it out. But every time I think about it, it makes me sad. So if you are some, if anybody that's on social media, there's a chance that you will get popular. It's, I mean, I didn't know that I was going. To, this was going to be me. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody should like low key be pre- preparing themselves. Yeah. To understand for. I think I think the best way to prepare is if you're consciously and constantly on that journey of knowing who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. Then fame will not throw you for a loop. You know, mm. it's people who <clears throat> they, they, they didn't build that foundation of self knowledge or mm-hmm. you know a nice a nice stable self confidence. You get they don't have that foundation, and you can and maybe they just happen to have a skill or something, yeah. or they become famous for whatever reason. They don't know how to be. So yeah, I think that's really it. So I think for you, uh, would you say that before all of that time, you know, you've been on that like journey of figuring out who you are and you know, yeah. trying your best to to stay within yourself yeah definitely so when you kind of when your when your numbers blew up you know you didn't feel like you had to change you already knew who yeah. you were you get yeah 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 although i did feel like i needed to change <clears throat> i'll be honest with you okay change your way uh well like change your core you need to change your core oh no not my core. core who you are no not my core never yeah so people don't have core <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it, it happened to me. Well, not my core, but like, I felt like I needed to change my outside. But that happens, you know. You, yeah. change, you change some parts of yourself outside. Yeah. Then one day you look back and you don't really remember who you are. You still have a core, but you don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I started to get popular, then people would like spot me in town. Like, oh my gosh, you're the guy from Instagram. You know? 
So the first few times it was cute. Like, oh, do you want to, can I take a selfie? Like, yeah, I smile. Rehearse the smile. Then that happens like five times, ten more times, and it starts to get weird. I start to feel like I'm being watched. You know, somebody just sends me a DM like, oh, I saw you, I saw somebody like you around Banning today. Was that you? You know, and then I, I start to feel like everywhere I go, I feel like I'm being watched. You know, and that started to affect me. But I had to give myself like multiple pep talks. Like, Salem, you are a normal 24 year old. You are still going through your journey. You're in the early stages of your career. If you let these people put pressure on you, that's on you. Do you understand? It just so happens you're going through your season. It just so happens they are going through your season in front of thousands of people. But who cares? Put on a good show for them. Mm-hmm. Live your life. You know, and that's just being what I mean. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I'm still conscious. You know, but I just remind myself that I'm, I'm not special. I'm not the golden child. I'm just a normal guy. You're ignored yeah. unto yourself. Boom. Yeah. Boom. That's what the, the, the distinction I like to make whenever people like, you know, ask me these questions or, you know, when they ask me, like, what does it mean that you're good? Does it mean like you're better than us or whatever? I'm like, no, nah, man. Like, you know how they say, you cannot be superior to others. Well, you shouldn't think of being superior to others, but superior to your past self. Yeah. That is, you know, what's funny about that? In being superior to your past self, you end up being superior to others. Because in that way, you're changing, you're growing, right? And most people aren't. And most people aren't. Yeah. Most people are stuck in the And that's not on you. That's not on you, exactly. But the goal should not be, the first thing should not be, how do I be better than others? It should be, you know, how do I like get my shit in order? And like, yeah. you know, so that's what being a God means to me. Like just being the difference. Being, you know, not the average person. Like, what would the average person do in the situation? And I'll do differently. I'll do the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, how would I, how, how should I set up myself mentally to be able to um, face these challenges with life and living? You know what? You know, I don't know if you know about what happened with the Koza thing yeah. two years ago. Yeah, you were like, when, <laughs> you were there now. That was, that was when my own like, you were there with the video camera. So, I, I, I remember very well how... That was know, like some James Bond stuff. You bruh, did, it was amazing. It was epic, you know, and that was how, you know, just like you, people see yeah. the streets. They don't get that because that's right. <laughs> Even because members come and take you know pictures of me and shit like that. <laughs> so I know very well what that feels like. Yeah. But um, uh, man, there's nothing like just having yourself. Yeah. To yourself. Nothing to be honest. All right. So um, the last thing I want to talk about is creativity. Yeah. That's another place where you excel. What, what does it What does it mean to? You? What does what mean to me? Creativity. <clears throat> but the way I see it is like um, so before this building that we're in now you know, before it was just walls and then someone comes in and is like uh, let's just make this place more beautiful and then they put one frame and they put another frame and they put a table and they put chairs I feel like being a creator is the most important job in the world right because it's like there's what the world was and then there's what you make it and then you see your baby in the real world and you know that this wouldn't exist if I didn't say yes to my higher self. Mm, mm. Do you understand? Yes. Like, it's such a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a privilege. Yeah. It's a gift. I feel, I strongly believe, I mean, like, if there's a doctor listening to this now, they will be like, what do you mean, creator? If you, there's a job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No shit to you. <laughs> 
but I mean, it's just how much I honor what I do, and you know, when I see it in other people too, I honor that. Mm. And to be honest, in literally every area of life, you can be creative. As a doctor, as an accountant, I strongly believe that creation or creativity is not just about creating. It's about creating connections. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? So just like you know, the, the entire reason why this podcast is, tri- is thriving in the way that it is, is because you're able to entertain multiple thoughts that are normally supposed to be mutually exclusive right so you take this thing from one parallel and bring it from another and you combine them together and present it where i consider it so you're not like telling them this is it but you're saying think about it yeah. just think about it Jonathan. think about what if you mix this and this and when you in life that's how that's how the most beautiful things are born that's how chefs come up with new recipes mm-hmm. they're like oh you can't combine this with this and then one chef says why not and then he tries it and it bounce and then it's a new thing. Do you understand? And I feel like that's that's how it is in every area of life. You know, I strongly believe creativity runs in all of us. It runs across every industry. And yeah, that's what it is for me. Just the fact that I, I create the world that is going to be. Mm. Yeah, I think creativity is the ultimate expression of God. I agree. For someone, for someone who doesn't like go to church or doesn't like you know, engage too much in religious activities. I really strongly like have this idea of God that I think is the biggest compliment I can give him. Like what you describe, like it's it's just manifesting God in in everything you do. You know, just mm-hmm. figuring ways to bring to bring something that wasn't like the way the way God, you know, out of nothing, he brought something. That's what that's the case of creativity in a nutshell. There is nothing that existed before this. Yeah. And then out of your own like weirdness. Yeah. Your own like unique point of view. Mm-hmm. Your own ability to just reason mm-hmm. as an individual. Mm-hmm. You're able to take find something, grab it, and bring it into reality. Yeah. Drag it from that chaos. Yeah. And throw it into the world. Yeah. As you said, it's the most amazing thing that anybody can can do. Yeah, one of the most um, beautiful sayings I heard, I, I heard Nusa say this, mm-hmm. a musician. He says, people, when people think of eternity, they think of endless time. But he says, eternity is not endless time, it's boundless everything. Do you understand? Guys, I just step back because I'm trying to take this in. <laughs> so he says, eternity is not just endless time, it's boundless everything, boundless time, boundless space. A place where ideas are alive mm. you know so it's like just like the thing you said about you know your mind mm. and what you're able to see and it's not possible it's like it, you're boundless in your mind you're boundless most times it's your body you have to convince yeah yes, 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 yes but like your mind can literally stretch to literally any length you know and that's what creativity is to, 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 to just look at i mean Every time medicine, for example, is constantly growing because somebody says, okay, maybe we can find something for cancer. Someone says we can separate Siamese twins. Someone says, you know, and before, everyone who was in that profession was like, it's not possible. Yeah. Medicine, they say medicine has no answer to this. Yeah. And someone's like, screw medicine. I have an answer for this. And the thing is, when they find the answer, medicine now has an answer. Yeah. Do you understand? 
So, yeah. like, you've done the entire industry a favor. You've shown everybody what is now possible, what can be done, yeah. you know. And that cuts across everything. You think of... You think of how someone decided that you can use snake venom to cure cancer. That's creativity. Yeah. You know, weird little things like that, that, like, who would have thought that you would find a plant out there, set it on fire, and to make you feel things? <laughs> <laughs> you know, who would have thought? Who would have thought? You know, who would have thought? Bro, whoever thought that <laughs> he has a space next to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so my last question for you is what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm. That's, a, that's a very strong question. I know. I want to be who I am. Details. What, is, what does that mean? Like, who you, who you are. I want to be who I am on... Who do you yourself be? Who do, do I you see yourself being? Hmm. So, first of all, I don't want to answer that question based on... Um, too often, I've answered that question with titles, like, oh, this is what I want to be. I want to be an educator. I want to be a community builder. Those are all things I definitely want to be, and I feel like I already am on a small scale. But when I say um, who I am, what I want to be rather is who I am is I want to do everything that I already do on a scale that is where I know that I am not limiting my best self in a lot of ways now at this point in my life I know that I am limiting my best self with some of my habits with some things that I haven't overcome with some things that I've carried from childhood that I haven't healed from yeah. you know and stuff like that. i know that these things are stopping me and i'm like if with all the baggage i am dragging mm. i have come to this point where i have this amount of clarity and i'm reaching out to this number of people every week and stuff what would it be like if i didn't have all of that mm. you know what would it be like if i healed what, what would it be like if i rose above all of that what would my life be like do you understand and that's honestly what i want to be when i grow up that is it. That's the perfect answer. Yeah. That's, yo, that's what it means. See, I'm writing a book, right? Yeah. About this whole yeah. gun thing. And that's really it. How do you, like, let go of the petty things that hold you back to, like, yeah. like, so instead of being, instead of being a Corolla, <laughs> a BM, yeah. you're efficient, you're getting shit done, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, I look at athletes, man, some of these modern day athletes, the way they carry themselves and get, like, if you're talking about pressure, forget that they're paid a lot. Their actual day job is high stakes every day. Yep. And they're able to step up, will themselves to do, to push the limits and make, and just put their, their, their best skills on display. Not just, not just for the fans. The fans are acting like the last people on this. They're, they're, they're doing this stuff to defeat the other person. Mm-hmm. You get, they're bringing their best. Mm-hmm. And imagine what you could be like in your area of life, like for example, Steph Curry is my favorite player. I want to be the Steph Curry of my own profession. Yeah. You know how good he is? Yeah. I want to be that good at whatever I do and in my life and everywhere I think. So yeah, that's a perfect answer, man. Bro, this has been fun. Please tell the people where to find you. Salem King in everywhere. S-A-L-E-M-K-I-N-G-I-N-G. No Ibrahim. No Ibrahim, J. Wow, um, man, thank you for joining me. Thank you for this. this yeah, was, we thank just you for having me. planned this the other day and we're here. Pleasure is all mine. I'm glad sense. we got to do this. Yes, thank you very much. The Young God out.
If you made it to the end of this episode, you're a real one. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this, there's a whole lot more where that came from. Just scroll down. You'll see all the range of topics, guests, stories, whatever. I've, I've put in some work for you guys. So um, there's something for everyone. I release episodes every Saturday at midnight. And depending on my mood, I might release two or three you know, I can be generous like that. So don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you feel so inspired. Tell a friend to tell a friend and follow the podcast on Instagram at The Young God Pod and Twitter at I Am The Young God for exclusive content. And just, yo, we're in this, man. Thanks again. Rodney Makache out.